Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie, and I'm the director of the Dayland Memorial Library. And with me today, Joanne Kitchell. Hello. She's our children's program director and quite fabulous, all dressed up as a witch today. Thank you. It is October. It is. And then also with me today, Amy Wyman, our interlibrary loan specialist. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Your hat is equally gorgeous, too. I think this is my favorite one. We're bringing an oldie but a goodie back. The peacock. The peacock witch. So nice. I'll put a picture up. And then, this is bad news. What is it? Um, Madison is feeling under the weather. Mm. It's not COVID. She has, ter- well, <laughs> she has allergies and asthma, and the two are flaring up because, you know, it's fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's currently in urgent care. Oh, and Madison. She's one phone call away if we need her, and we might. <laughs> <laughs> producing is my weakness there. <laughs> not our strong suit. It's not our strong suit, but uh, the title of this podcast is Trick or Treat Six Feet because we're in the month of October and there is nothing bigger in Tiny Town than Halloween, correct? You are right. Mm -hmm. That's right, but it has been the most lovely October. Mm -hmm. We had hardly any rain, which is terrible for the wells, but um, awesome for leaves. The leaves were gorgeous in New England and there weren't any of those weird windstorms that kind of knock everything down. Right. So I have to say, um, I took full advantage of water and running and whatever just to catch all the sights. Did you go anywhere good for well, leaf peeping Sunday drives? Well, just regular drives, you know, to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. But walking through the cemetery, um, which is right across the street from my home, I do quite a bit. And we've had, we've been blessed with fog, which is mm. perfect spooky weather. <laughs> fog many, many times this yes, week. Yes, I've seen that too. Yep, and in the cemetery. Right now it's foggy yep. again. So uh, I went apple picking in Hollis, the the Brookline apple picking mm-hmm. at the it's next to Lull Farm. Brookdale. Brookdale, that's mm-hmm. it. Thanks. And um, you know, old orchards, gorgeous with the New England little spheres of the churches and everything in the background. It's yes, like, pretty there. It's so Hollis. pretty. Mm-hmm. And that felt like COVID safe because mm-hmm. um, people were, you know, six feet apart, you're in your own row. So I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I mean Very it's nice. something we always do, but um, this year. Mm. A good way to get out. And did everybody get a pumpkin yet? Yep. Oh, yes. I know. It's time to carve. Yep. Spooky, happy. What are you going to do on your face? I like to leave mine because then they look so good through Thanksgiving, but they, the boys will come and ruin it. And make it rowdy. They, they will come and make something. <laughs> yeah. Do your kids do it, Amy? Not so much anymore. Eliza went to the pumpkin carving contest at the general store. And I think she's happy with that. So the couple that we have at home, I think I'll get to be like Joanne and they'll just stay nice and solid and (laughs) we won't have to chop them up. (laughs) I've got two out front here um, in front of the library that probably need to be carved and added to the PTA is going to do a jack-o'-lantern display on Halloween. Mm -hmm. So um, if you have, if you're listening to this podcast and you have a jack-o'-lantern, bring it right downtown um, for Halloween night, they're going to light them up. So it's a good drive-by, walk-by. Yep, and bring display. it to the green. Mm-hmm. Bring it to the, to green. the green. I had an idea for that. I have to get four pumpkins to carve just for that, but I need smaller ones. So. Oh. You better get on it, Amy. Yeah. Time's a waste. Yep. yep. All right, well, before we get into all the Halloween talk, I just wanted to kind of recap. We uh, spoke at the end of September, and Amy, you were working on a project with the Conservation Commission called Explore Mont Vernon. Do you yes. want to talk about how that wrapped up? Sure. I feel like that was pretty well received. We we put together a little booklet, a 20-page booklet, that was printed um, not in color. 
and we had 25 copies that were available, physical copies at the library, and people came right away. Mm-hmm. They were they were gone within I think two days. Yeah, I was worried that we would end up with twenty of the twenty five booklets, and like I'd give one to you. Right, <laughs> right, right. And after two days, people are like they're gone. gone? I'm right. Like, oh shoot! So because that happened, we you ended up making a PDF of the right booklet. And the the PDF is nice because it's in color, so all the photographs are in color, the maps are in color, um, and there are two additional locations on the PDF that's available online because we kind of started talking about those late after the layout had already been planned. It wasn't possible to add them in last minute for the printed copy, but we were able to do that for the online version. And so that is, there's a link on the library website. If you look up at the top, it, it it's a tab at the top that just says Explore Mount Vernon and you click on that and it takes you right to the PDF, you can click and download the PDF um, to see the the online version. Yeah, nice. And uh, there's quite a few places around town. You can still, you know, the weather's turning, but Purgatory right. Falls still good. Mm-hmm. You know, excellent. we should print out more and have like a little like I don't know, little merchandise fundraiser for something. So mm. people did want them so badly they mm-hmm. would have paid for them and I thought that would be a good fundraiser for a conservation commission mm-hmm. right yeah go ahead and put together the booklet and um we, in color the girl scouts went and used this booklet and got a, a badge for hiking around right town. yes and um Bobby Billow made little buttons that were the same as the cover for they the were girls. very cute so, cute. Yeah. so you might see conservation commission do something mm-hmm. with this booklet in the spring we it might. was so well received I think mm-hmm. that we should keep going with it so thank you Amy for exploring it was Burnin mm-hmm. with conservation commission uh, I'm going to shout out a little town crier news. Um, some good news this week for Heritage Commission. Mm-hmm. The chair of Heritage Commission is uh, Charlie Baker, and they were announcing that they were chosen as town hall project as one of the seven to save projects for New Hampshire Preservation Alliance. So this is a designation that is given out every year to seven projects around the state of New Hampshire. And although there's no money gifted, you know, with this designation, it does help them write grants. So if you're writing a grant for, I don't know, $100,000 for the exterior of the building, um, you could say you were one of the designated seven to save. Mm-hmm. And then that, that shows the grantee that, oh, you've done a lot of work and, you know, all the mm-hmm. things. So that was really exciting because they did not get chosen last year. So this is a new thing for the town hall project, and um, I'm thinking for the next year they're going to write a million grants, right? Hopefully, certainly yeah. should. Sure. That's a good opportunity. Yeah, it's a them. good opportunity. So yeah. um, let's cheer for them and congratulations to yes. Heritage mm-hmm. Commission. And they congratulations. had a fantastic article in the cabinet. Um, mm-hmm. They had the picture of town hall with a Christmas tree next to yes. it, and an aerial view. They've just redone the roof. That's the only thing they've done to the town hall so far. So I'm cheering for them, and I wish them the best of luck writing grants because yep. wouldn't it be great to come in with a lot of um, fundraising dollars instead of just you know tax dollars? Because it's, pre- it's a pretty big project. So. Yep, and it's a beautiful building, well beautiful. worth saving. I know. It's one of the ones I want to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, so congratulations to them. So that's good news for Tim. And drum roll, Halloween. Woo! is in two sleeps. I know. And um, that's code for two days from Mm -hmm. now. And it's exciting because Halloween is huge in Mount Vernon. And we have been talking nonstop about Halloween since I think summer. 
right? Yeah. Because of COVID, um, I said in the post today, it's been a series of unfortunate mm-hmm. events. It certainly has. That has led us to two days before Halloween. But um, there's some good news. Joanne, do you want to talk about all that we're doing here at the library, Halloween happenings? We do love Halloween at the library. And so we had a full month of fun. The fairy garden is all decorated for the fairies to enjoy Halloween. It's never looked better. It looks very nice mm. out there. Very festive. Keep it happy. And I've been doing um, Halloween story times every week on Thursdays. Just put another one up today. Um, we had, let's see, we have an ongoing candy cauldron contest right now. And if you come in anytime between now and Halloween, um, dressed up for Halloween or wearing orange or anything Halloween-y, we're not too critical <laughs> about that. But you have to try a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you can put your name in for a raffle. Miss Bonnie put together three beautiful, fantastical uh, candy cauldrons. Okay, I will say that the only reason they're so fantastic is because the friends of the library mm-hmm. gave us money to sponsor yep. those cauldrons when they thought there wasn't going to be any trick or treating. Right. So thank you to the friends of the library. They yes, thank you, friends. They're a wonderful organization that is so helpful um, in a lot of our successes here. So they make working here a lot more fun. So thank you, friends. So yes, come in. Sign up and we'll put you in a raffle. There's three cauldrons and Miss Bonnie will be drawing the winners on Halloween during our open hours. Do you know what time? I'm open 10 to 1. When are you going to pull it? I think we're going to pull it at noon to get people a chance Mm -hmm. to get down here and get that cauldron. Okay. And I want to get their picture because these are packed. They are so good. I wish I could win one. They look awesome. I love it. I love the um, orange and black polka dot ribbon. It's not just candy, too. There are novelties Mm -hmm. in there and glue in the dark space. Yeah, it looks good. And the cauldron would be an excellent receptacle for something good to eat later too. (laughs) And so then we've got a wheel of treats. So every time you come in, you can spin the wheel of treats to get between one, two, three, or four pieces of candy or novelty every day that you come in. And that has been very um, well received. We have done, let's see, a potions class. Um, for my wizarding community, Professor Spells and friends were in the backyard with me. We made potions. We made mini bath bomb cauldrons. And we were um, safe and clean. We had hand sanitizer and masks and gloves. I and the kids say, were so happy. I mm-hmm. was not working that day. And I thought, oh, I'll swing in and take a picture of five kids in the backyard <laughs> with <laughs> Joanne. And I pulled up to the library and there was about... 25 cars here, nowhere to park, and everybody was dressed as if it was Hogwarts. It Mm -hmm. was magical and exciting. And you're right. Like, all the parents were, like, on the perimeter Mm -hmm. of the event and all the tables. The kids were so respectful. And those bath bombs, explosive. They really work. Yeah, they were (laughs) wonderful. And, I, you know, an event like that takes a lot of time. I was in the backyard the entire day getting ready for a two-hour event. But... um, you know, you have to make it magical and you have to have socially distanced um, areas. So we had, you know, many, many tables up so that people could be spread out and we had a lot of fun. I'm so glad that we did it and I hope to do something else like that in the, again. So that was for the kids. That was, And we also, oh, another thing for the kids and then I'll, I'll wrap it up. We did the Spooky Sagas of New Hampshire. So last year, um, 
some of our kids at Mount Vernon, seven children, were chosen to be in this book of short stories, spooky stories. And before COVID, we were going to do something really grand here for them, like a reading and like almost like a almost like an art opening where we'd have, you know, beverages and refreshments and really um, give kudos to these young authors. But then, you know, COVID came and ruined our fun. And so instead we had dramatic readings. And that was a Facebook mm-hmm. event. You can go on our Facebook page and see it. Now you can see um, three of the young people read their stories and the rest of them were read by the Dalen Memorial Librarians. So it was very good. It was an honor to read. Mm-hmm. It was so fun and so fun to read um, stories from these kids that we have known for a long time. And I'm so proud of them. So good job. Good job, kids. And then we did two adult crafts. The first one we did was a, a fairy garden, a Halloween fairy lantern in the backyard. And that was really fun, really magical. And I get the jars from Dan at the general store. Thank you, Dan. They're mm-hmm. giant pickle jars. And they take some time to get that pickle smell out. But I <laughs> persevere and I do it. And we, that was really fun. Everybody likes to do that. It's simple and very magical. And then we did skeleton still life paintings in the front yard. That was fun. With our very own Lena Pepper, who was an art teacher in Hollis Brookline High School. And she led us through painting still life of nude skeletons of course they have to be nude. i know <laughs> that was really fun we got a lot of um interest people were beeping they were yeah. rubbernecking to see to see what was going on well so. it was a bit of a spectacle i mean you make it sound so simple but it's so simple um there were two skeletons out there posed provocatively mm-hmm. and then lena brought full-size easels mm-hmm. with canvases and paint like everything you could possibly need yeah and um then who knew there were so many amazing artists i mean we were out there for maybe an hour and a half mm-hmm. it was and very fun people made amy yours was spectacular well thanks i yes. had no idea you were such an artist i knew it <laughs> i knew great things right mm-hmm. the fun thing was that everybody's was different yeah and um everybody like took it seriously it felt like a class and um you know the kind of fun of seeing people painting skeletons it was very spirited mm-hmm. so. and now we all have um another piece of halloween adornments for our for our day That's at right. home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make a memory, make yeah. a memory. So um, I think it was a bit of a challenge to plan programming that was safe and socially yeah. distanced six foot. We, we were so lucky to have fabulous weather for, Right, you know. it's not that hard to do right. um, in the nice weather. And I feel confident that we'll be able to continue into the cold weather. We just, you know, we're gonna have to catch a break with some bigger inside spacing. Exactly. Right. Um, but all right. So we can um, do it. In other Halloween news, uh, we won't recap all the discussion about trick or treating, but it has <laughs> it has been changed in Mount Vernon. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be on Main Street, mm-hmm. and it is going to be from three to five o'clock instead of the witching hour of six to eight o'clock. And this was decided by the select board. Um, for safety reasons, and it so trick or treating is not canceled, 
they encouraged people to do it in their own neighborhoods and Main Street is its own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So of course, trick-or-treating will happen on Main Street and for the people who don't live in areas with sidewalks, which is nobody, mm-hmm. or you know, safe areas where you can get to your neighbors, um, they'll be coming downtown. Yep. Yes, so, and I've spoken to every homeowner in the village and they all have a safe candy distribution plan. So I would venture to say that the downtown is probably the safest area that you could go. We've all really, really worked hard to um, make sure that there will be no um, touching of candy or intermingling or people coming on people's porches. We've been, uh, we've been very thoughtful in our execution of this event. So Yes, exciting. And um, usually what happens at the library is our door is open and we are like an anchoring building during trick-or-treating people coming here to get warm or go to the bathroom. And the friends of the library set up tables of magnificent treats, not candy. More like trinkets. Like trinkets. Mm -hmm. And so the children look forward to that. So um, Amy, as the president of the Friends, had been asking the selectmen if the Friends would have permission to still give out those little trinkets. And guess what? What? They approved it. They did? Yay! It's a Halloween miracle. It is a Halloween miracle. Good job, Select Board. Yes, I thank them from the bottom of our heart because we are uniquely connected to the children in this community, Mm -hmm. and I thought it would be a terrible disappointment and a break in tradition. To give up. To give up. So Mm -hmm. I I so appreciate it, and we're going to make it so, so safe outside. Of course we are, Mm -hmm. because we are outside-the-box thinkers. That's right. So get your costume on and enjoy Halloween. My costume's on. Wash your hands, wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the hand sanitizer right at the bottom of our candy chute so Mm -hmm. kids can clean up at the library. We're still the anchoring building in town. Mm -hmm. There we go. Okay. All right, we're moving on to the next segment, which everyone looks forward to, Amy's book recommendations. And I have to say, I've been slightly distracted. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're surprised, but like <laughs> Halloween, the election, Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I'm distracted. I haven't been reading nearly as much, but I have piles of books next to my bed. So Amy, yes. I hope you got a chance to read because I, I don't have a thing to report. I have. <laughs> I read, you know, I, I did take a look at my, I keep a list on my phone of, of all the books that I read. And I've read less in this past month than I have, I think, any other month this year mm-hmm. which makes sense really? yep but that's that's fine um so one of the books that i wanted to talk about i actually read in august and it just kind of the way the calendar fell it wasn't the right time to talk about it uh so i wanted to mention it now it's called migrations and it's by charlotte mcconaughey or mm. mcconaughey i'm not sure um it's a small little book and it's set basically Somewhere in the not too distant future, it's there's it's not ever identified. Maybe it's ten years, maybe it's twenty, maybe it's fifty. Uh, it's not science fiction at all. It feels very present day in the moment. Um, the climate has changed, and animals are dying. Aww. And species are going extinct. There's a lot of things going wrong. Mm-hmm. The main character, her name is Franny. Uh, she decides to follow what is likely the last migration of Arctic terns. And they are apparently one of the birds that migrate the longest. They go from, is it the North Pole to the South Pole? I can't remember exactly, but it's this very long migration. So you, you're you seeing her in her present day moment trying to 
bamboozle her way onto fishing boats and, and trying to make this voyage, but then you're also getting parts of her backstory. So you're finding out why she spent some time in jail and why <laughs> she's alienated from certain people. And, and, and you, you, it, the book pieces together her life and then it kind of all comes together. It's really beautifully written. The writing is really good. It's, so it's, it's one of those books where you read a passage and you just go, wow. And then you want to reread it again just for the pleasure of enjoying the words. Mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of books. Um, that title was an indie pick of the month, but it mm. was like, I didn't see it anywhere else talked yeah. about. And um, I gave it to a patron based on your recommendation and she put a post-it note on it in the Aww. Dropbox and said, I absolutely loved this book. And That's she great. reads everything too. Yeah, so. and tell me again what it's called. Migrations by Migrations. Charlotte McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And it, it really was, it was just beautiful. I really enjoyed reading it. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that. So that's a newer book. And then an older book, because I, I, I kind of feel like I've been doing this, like I mentioned a, a new book that's out and an older book that came out maybe a few years ago. So The Lost Summer of Louisa May Alcott mm. by Kelly O'Connor McNeese. I haven't finished it yet. I'm maybe two-thirds of the way through it, but it's so good. I just wanted to talk about it anyway. So it's Louisa May Alcott. It's fiction, and it's a, kind of a fictionalized account of the time that her family spent in Walpole, New Hampshire, which is kind of over near Keene in that part of the state. And do we own that book? I think we do. Okay. I'm pretty sure we do. I'm reading my personal copy, but I'm pretty sure the, our library does have a copy. And it's it's the story, it's a fictionalized account of that summer that she spent in Walpole. And she's 22 years old in the story. And she basically falls in love. Ooh. So it's, it's, it's very much against everything she, you know, you picture about Louisa May Alcott. You picture her being this strong, independent woman. She's a writer. Um, but she falls in love. But it turns out, well, I don't want to spoil it. So <laughs> I won't spoil it. I won't say anything. But it's, I'm really enjoying it. You're, you kind of get, you see in the characters in this book kind of how it set her up for characters in Little Women. Um, and it's just this, this author's take on things. And I just, I just have a feeling it's going to be one of those books where it, it ends in heartbreak and it's going to be bittersweet. But you just enjoy it anyway, kind of, you know, one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so and maybe next month I'll let you know if I, if if I did end up. Yeah, like, who knows? Maybe it's going to go crashing in flames <laughs> and I'm just going to throw it across the room like I do when books annoy me. <laughs> uh, um, so now for books that are, there's one book that I wanted to mention that's a new release that I haven't read yet, but I would like to read it. It's called Black Sun by Rebecca Rowanhorse. And this one... It's um, inspired by, so this, I'm, I'm reading this right from the, the product description, uh, inspired by civilizations of pre-Columbian Americas, and it's woven into a tale of celestial prophecies, political intrigue, and forbidden magic. So it's set, Ooh. you know, um, pre-Columbian America, mm-hmm. and there's... You know, a god will return when the earth and sky converge under the black sun. Like it just, it sounds like it's one of those sort of like a creation story. And there's, there's like a, um, like a, not like a wizard. I can't think of the right word. Um, it just sounds like it's going to be a really good mm-hmm. story. And it sounds like it's maybe the first 
in the start of a series so that this this author will be writing more Ooh, with these same characters. So I thought that sounded interesting. And it's also, you know, from a different, um, you know, it, it's not white characters in New Hampshire. It's it's <laughs> it's something different, which I think that's always good to kind of experience different cultures through, through literature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, I think that came out October 6th. So that's out now if anybody's looking for it. And then books that are coming out in November that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Anthony Horowitz's new book, which is called Moonflower Murders, and it's the sequel to Magpie Murders. I loved that one. And that was a fun book, yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And then Ernest Cline's Ready Player Two comes out the week of Thanksgiving. Okay. And I haven't really heard much about it. I just know it's coming out. I didn't love, know that was Yep, out. yep. Love the first one. So yay, looking forward to that. And I am not, to my, to my great regret, I am not much of a poetry person. Mm-hmm. But Margaret Atwood has a book of poetry coming out in November. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that I would read. It's called, that's a good Christmas gift. Yep, that's, that's exactly what mm-hmm. I thought. It's called Dearly. Dearly. So, Dearly. Margaret Atwood. So those are three that are coming out soon that I'm looking forward to. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I love Ina Garden, mm-hmm. and her cookbook came out in October called um, Modern Comfort Food. And I treated myself to, I purchased it online and was able to attend a book talk. Um, normally, you would never be able to get a ticket to her book tour. Oh, yeah. Um, I tried to get to see her in Boston. It's like sold out, sold out, sold out. But COVID. They sponsored, um, as fundraisers, book talks, different people. So, like, William Sonoma sponsored a book talk with her. And you could, like, zoom in. That's awesome. And for, you know, like, for $2,000, you can ask a question. But (laughs) I did not do that level. (laughs) Um, So I bought the book, uh, a signed copy, and it was, like, $46. But it got you the link to go in. And it was, like, for me super fun mm-hmm. because it's like you know an author yeah me. that's great and to see her in a casual setting so it's not a reading book but it's a cookbook so I I did enjoy that this month and I am reading two book club titles um the new book club the black books matter mm-hmm. uh we kind of just formed that group and had our first meeting and homegoing is the title and Amy do you know how to pronounce the author's name I knew once upon a time and yeah, I, it's I like it's, I can't remember if it's Giasi or Giasi. Right. I say Giasi, but I'm afraid it's wrong. I looked it up once. I just don't remember. That meeting is November 12th, and anybody can jump in on that. We have copies of the books here because, thank God, Interlibrary Loan is back open. And I'm also in a book club of all the women in my family, and they just announced uh, the new title for the next month. So this is on my bedside. The Day the World Came to Town, oh, yeah. 9-11, the Gander, Newfoundland. It's great. Story. That's a great story. Yeah, and um, I hate to admit it, but this year's memorial that they did live, I watched it, and I was sobbing in my kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's like when they say the names mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. people, and I'm like, wow, this is still really fresh. I I, yeah. I didn't think I'd be so emotional. So um, I did hear that this book is very uplifting, mm-hmm. so that's on my bedside. And then um, I, I picked up Untamed right when COVID struck. But yeah, that's I never, when I read it. Mm-hmm. It was on a big pile of books, and I never read it. <laughs> and so I just picked it up, and I'm almost done. And so that's Glennon Doyle. And I recommend people read it. It, it wasn't me personally, like my mm-hmm. cup of tea. But um, the way it's set up, it's like every chapter isn't connected to the next chapter. It's just like her, thought, right. her mm-hmm. thoughts. 
So like some chapters were better for me than others. But, Interesting. Um, it's a that's a big big book club title. So um, I thought well, mm. everyone's reading wow. it. I'm gonna read it and see what it's all about. But like I said, I haven't been reading as much, so I'm pushing myself to read my book club titles so that I sure. can be present at book club. And then my leisure stuff is a little pushed to the side. <laughs> but winter's right. coming. There's gonna be plenty mm-hmm. of time to read. Right. So how about you, Jamie? What are you reading? Um, I'm reading just my children's book club books. Oh, that's all. That's all. So I just finished Weird Little Robots, and it was really good. And that is for my eager readers, which is um, my first and second grade book club where the parents read the story to the child because it's above their reading level. But it was really good, and I would say that it would be good for older kids to read on their own. I really enjoyed it. Weird Little Robots is about um, friendship with kids that maybe didn't think they fit in at yeah. first. So I really liked it. I'm looking forward to our book club about that. I'm going to be visiting Earl tomorrow to go into his mad scientist li- laboratory to get some little items so that maybe we can make our own weird little robots. I, so I think Earl might have to be an interview for us because we talk mm. about him. Um, yeah. We never say his last Absolutely. name or who he is. He's, <laughs> he's one of the, the top 10 characters in town. Yep. And um, I would love to have him come in and talk. So That's a great idea. Yeah, we should. We okay. should bring him in. So I'm just reading my book club picks. So Weird Little Robots. And um, I'll be reading, rereading again The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, how and lucky. It's your favorite. It's my favorite. Mm. Got me. It, that turned me into a reader, that book. So well, maybe you'll turn someone else into a maybe reader. Maybe I will. So. Um, speaking of interviews, our special guest is here, so I'm going to put it on pause quick, and we'll get her set up, and we'll be back with Belinda Yeaton. Oh, goody. The Yay. town clerk of Mount Vernon. Yay, Belinda. All right, be right back. Okay. Hi, Belinda. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> so, to the podcast. We're so glad that you could come. So, Belinda, before we get started, this is a question that we ask everybody. We would like to know... How you landed in Mount Vernon? We saw the house online. You did? Mm-hmm. Where From did Pelham, you come? 2000. And where were you? We were in Pelham. Pelham. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we saw the house online and fell in love with it. Yeah. Wow. So. And what is the house like? Um, it's I a mean... 1760s farmhouse. So a modern. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Does your house have a name? And a former owner who was famous or something? Uh, Benjamin, Captain Benjamin Parker was one of the founders of the town, I guess. Is From that what we've all? Seen, cool. I, I don't, what? we don't. I mean, my house <laughs> doesn't have a name. But it has a dirt basement. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very dusty. Is it yeah. one of those houses that's kind of, um? what's the name of the style when you add on to a New England house? Like there's a house and then there's a passageway and a barn and then there's another. Is it all connected or do you have a separate barn? Oh, we do have a separate barn, but it's about 10 feet from the house. Oh, oh, it's not connected. So it's not connected, no. No. But it is kind of, we have the cape, and then we have the kitchen, and then we have the So your house is shed. a cape? It's cape. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. So, Any animals on the property? Chickens and ducks at the moment. Oh, I love <laughs> ducks. I wish I had ducks again. I had them when I was a little girl. Molly brought them home for us. Oh, I love Isn't she a deer? And then left. <laughs> <laughs> ducks are messy. They are so messy. They're funny, though. They have very good senses of humor. They yell at us the second we walk in, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but they're very cute. Aww. They are very cute. Do they have a place to swim? They do. We have a little pool in one of our horse stalls. Mm-hmm. 
And so that'll keep them there. Make they don't go to the neighbors. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. I'd like to come see it sometime. Um, I once saw on Chatter someone was talking about the oldest house in Mount Vernon. And it's supposedly the one by Town Hall. But yours... Mine's old. That's the... So Bobby's house is the oldest house in the village. The village. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And I guess there's been a um, controversy on whether Lampson Farm or my house is older. I pick you. I pick me too. Only because my Benjamin Parker was supposedly born in the house. And that was in, in 1760. So that would mean it would be older than right. 1760. Is your house in the history books yes. where they document all that? Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. There's no picture. I don't think there's a picture. Mm -hmm. I think it just tells about it. But Are you doing any any projects to it right now? An old house. There's always something. Well, Molly is getting married next year. Oh. So we're doing all the outside stuff. Oh. And Molly yeah. is your daughter. Yes. She's getting married at the house. She is. That's exciting. Do you have a date? May 21st. Aww. Okay, what blooms on May 21st? Yes, oh, I need lots lilac. of... Lilacs. That's what, and it's my anniversary, yeah. too. Oh. So we're having the lilacs, yes. Oh, oh that'll smell so good. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Okay, no pressure. Oh, I hope. <laughs> go, go plant more bulbs than you ever thought you needed. I did. I, I planted 240 in a new garden, so oh, wow. we'll see. <laughs> The chipmunks mm -hmm. will probably eat all of them, but well, no. they'll only eat some. Yeah, <laughs> if you plant more than what you need, a whole wedding in the oldest house in Mount Vernon. Mm -hmm. That's gonna be so pretty. It'll be nice. We'd love to help. <laughs> oh great! <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't say it either if I didn't mean it. Okay, very good. So next question is, um, the town clerk. You are the town clerk. So could you say, tell us? What's new at the town clerk's office? Well, What's going on? I think we need to mention that the town clerk is an elected position. So, it like, is. for all our listeners in California and, you know, other places across the country. <laughs> right. In New England, maybe talk yeah. a little bit about what the clerk, what right. a clerk What's is. your role? Like, what's a town clerk? So, officially, the town clerk's description is the keeper of the town's records. In addition to that, we then also have um, all we we do all motor vehicles, elections, vitals, and dog registrations. So, so someone who is the keeper of all records knows everything. You know all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> you could do not, do not piss the clerk off. <laughs> wow. That's good. And yeah. how long have you been um, doing this job? Um, I was deputy under Jeanette mm -hmm. until from 2009 until 2015, and then I was appointed clerk. Mm -hmm. And it's been a very busy year for you. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Elections you are, are crazy. also in charge of all elections. All elections. Yeah. And so you've been doing, um, like, that's our heater. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just, someone's in the basement. <laughs> Made us mad. <laughs> We're Perfect time of year. Down. I forgot to take lunch to the <laughs> Exactly. So, so with this election in this pandemic, you've probably had quite a few um, absentee ballots. Um, about uh, well, in 2016, we had a hundred and I'm not going to remember exactly, but like 130. Out of I about think. how many registered voters? At the time, we had about 1,800. Mm -hmm. We now have 2,100, and wow. we have over 500 ballots. Absentee so, that have already Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And so where are those ballots? Have they you counted locked. them yet? I well, no, we don't count them until the day of the election. Mm -hmm. But I do have them locked in our vault, in our 
in your safe. Cabinet safe, yep. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So they're there, and then when will they be counted, and, and how uh, election will you day. count them? So tomorrow, uh, Saturday we pre-process, and all that means is that we open the outer envelope, check that everybody's signed on the off chance that they haven't. I can go find them, have mm -hmm. them signed, and then on election day we will put them to the machine. Machine. Tell yeah. us about the machine. That's our new toy. <laughs> our Accuvate machine. Accuvote machine. As a former counter of oh. ballots, I mean, it's going to be sad not to sit there till midnight, <laughs> one in the morning, because I love the people, but yeah. that counter at the last primary it was election so fast. was so fast. And how do you check to make sure that it is working properly? So actually, David and Pete, David Stern, the David? moderator, okay. and um, Pete King, the deputy moderator, were in the office last night and we tested them. So we okay. get 50 test ballots from the state and we have to put them in four different ways. We have to mark them and okay. then put them in four different ways and double check that they work, that all that the tallies come up. Okay. Did New did. Hampshire do anything weird with the ballot? Like I saw a state that put Kanye West as the first um, presidential nominee, and then Joe Biden was at the bottom. Like it wasn't alphabetical. It just seemed random. So they don't. It's not. It 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 depends on the year, and I don't know honestly if they flip a coin how they come up with this. But they, if you have three people on the ballot, it starts at a certain letter. If you have seven people on the ballot, it starts at a different. So it could start in at Z. And then oh, go wow. Z A, you know. So how it, do they choose that? I don't. I don't know how they choose. The state chooses that. And do you share hmm. a sample ballot? Can someone look at the ballot before yes. they go in? Okay. Yeah. It's like online. Yes. Okay. So I heard, I was reading that that you probably shouldn't put an X on your oval. That you should fill in your oval to make sure the machine with the picks new up. one. Yes, I would fill it in. And so, don't use a sharpie if you're voting absentee. Use a just a pen. Okay, but what if you're in person? Pens. We'll have pens. pens or pencils. Good. Yep, but we're providing pens. Because of the pandemic, everybody will go home with a pen. A gift pen. Free pen. Well, that's yeah. worth it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how would you know what happens to, let's say, I go in and let's say I am not fully awake and I don't make my oval correctly filled in and I put it in. What happens to those that... That was my intent to vote one way, but it doesn't come out. Do you, like, get a pile of, like, losers and we then do. you have to look at them? We do. And they're the hand counts. So if they're write-ins or if there's overvotes or no votes, they all, uh, this machine that we have, it diverts it to another side. And I, we will then go through and, and look at them all. I'd really like to know that because I was just wondering, well, how do you know if somebody messed up? Yeah. Are they just not counted mm. or gone so no no well, no the, everything that confidence. goes through that machine gets counted whether by hand or by machine mm -hmm. yeah. excellent all right very good do you have any more questions about the uh um election what's it what's a day like for you on election day very right. long very long <laughs> very so long. when we used to do the bake sale the library oh. hosted a bake sale it was like you, me, and David in the morning. Because mm -hmm. I'm like plugging in the coffee and you're rolling in with the donuts. But you're there till the end of the day. Yeah, I usually start wow. generally about five. Because um, the ballots can't go, um, the, the machine can't go until that day. So I'll be in the office about five, get over there about six. And then generally it's about 11, mm -hmm. maybe My at night. Goodness. Who's yeah. feeding you, Belinda? I am. Uh, well, I go get food. Like, I'll go get food for all the workers and in the last couple of elections, especially this year. Mm -hmm. And we bring food back. Mm -hmm. so. Very nice. Yeah. 
And, or the bake sale. The library bake sale fed Sorry. me a lot. I'm so sad. <laughs> Maybe we should like put together a little like a little goodie basket back there for them. Good idea. You would eat that stuff, of wouldn't course. you? Of course. Okay. Um, Clean and healthy. I saw some new rules, and maybe this is David's purview, but that only two people from each party who want to represent their party outside, because normally you could have a ton of people outside. Mm-hmm. I read that only two people from each party can be there this year. Do you manage that? I don't. I don't. Yeah. David will do. David is the... He runs the election the day of the election okay. and make sure that everybody follows their rules and so that's for um, him yeah and i don't know that one for sure okay because mm-hmm. i thought that's surprising but seems right because of covid you don't want 16 people out there right, right. and there's no so he might have put a limit on it right yeah mm-hmm. exciting all right this yeah. is the most important thing are the vote i voted stickers here because i'm not voting unless there's a sticker. They, <laughs> they are and I i'm praying this. that i have enough since they are all out until november 6th so wow. I'm hoping I did oh. check. Uh-huh. I think I have enough. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, Good best job. of luck to you on election day. This is you must be dying for it to be over. Five days. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? Five days and counting. <laughs> well, I hope that people have been courteous to you. They really have. Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of understands what's going on. Good. So you did yeah. everything possible to communicate how to do absentee ballots yeah. and. Bobby the other night had like the crazy setup on the porch to drop off the ballots, and there was like a light. <laughs> well, it gets dark. It it's was like pitch so black out there. Dark. <laughs> and she had someone who was handicapped, and they had to use the lift and like the oh, whole really? thing. I was like, this is not how it normally goes. So we're making the best of a bad yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay, well, are we ready for the speed round question? Are we there already? I, we are. Oh, this is fine. Well, okay. I need the bell. <laughs> no worries. All right, you need the bell. All right, the bell nice. I got it from Toyland. <laughs> That's what we need to borrow oh, for yeah. our window at night. I oh, you can. <laughs> I have one more question. Oh. Okay, so at town meeting, she has to sit in the front of everybody at the table as the clerk. Why are you up front? Like, why, why is that important that you are up in the front? I think it's, meeting? honestly, I think just because I have to do the minutes. Okay. I think that's oh. it. And do you yeah. record everything and then go back and write it down? I do. Excellent. Yes. I always feel terrible for you. It's like a long night and you're up there and it's only like the select board, <laughs> the treasure. I think I should time. be able to sit at the back of the room. <laughs> do you, you get stress headaches? I do. I get stress. Lately. So whenever really I'm bad. in a a weird situation where it's like an all-day event and you're kind of like just sitting there yeah. and you have to smile at people, although now we have masks, so we don't know. <laughs> I will often like have a terrible headache by the, by the, like mid-event. Yes. And there's, you can't get away. I, so I, I think it's about Coffee stress. and Tums are my friend lately. Coffee and Tums? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. While we're on the topic of town meeting, is there any indication about what's going to happen this year? None. I think we're... Um, First, get through this. Yeah. Yeah. I, it has been mentioned, but no plans have been, no ideas have come forth from that. I hope you it's know. not a lottery oh. to get into the room. Well, because, you um, guys, our last town meeting. Was COVID. People were talking about, starting to talk it, yeah, about it. The next mm-hmm. day. And then the next day, it was like, boom. And and I'm thinking, oh, my God. We were all crammed in right. the room together. Right. right. And no. so it's been, I mean, in a way, it seems like it hasn't been very long. And then in a way, it's been, that was like Someone 100 years ago. that we run out the Amato Center and space people out, right? And That's I was a like, good idea. And the 25 people. 
would come. I think everybody would come because we're all like dying yeah. to see each other. I think that's you're right. true too. Yeah. Yep. I do think I think that's a great idea. The so boys and girls, that one? I have no idea what the seating capacity is there. there but right? You get the Verizon Center. How would I <laughs> neighbor get to the microphone? <laughs> I think the You'd boys and good girls club would be big enough for for all of us. Right. That's what I'm gonna say. All right, that was my last minute question, sorry. Okay, you're good. I don't know. So all right, so here's our speed run questions. Okay. Now this first one I always feel a little bit bad asking people because mm. here we go. The last book that you've read. Does it have to be that I read for myself or no. that I read for, I don't remember the name of it. What's it about? Was it cover blue? No, it's, <laughs> it was described as, I don't even know the cover, yeah. but it was described as the um, adult Harry Potter. And I got oh, it from you guys, but I can't remember the name of it. It was the Harry Harley yes, Merlin. Harley, yes, Harley yeah, yep. that's the one. Did you like Har it? Harley Merlin. Harley Merlin. Yes, there's I do. so many. And there's a series, yeah. So yeah. I, I think I've, I don't know, I think I have in three, three or four. We in. have them all here now because of you. Because you of do? you. Yep. ordered them all. <laughs> oh, I, love, I do so, love them, but I just like, I have to. I know. Who's got the time right now? It's bad. If Belinda likes it, it's good. <laughs> it's very I do good. like oh, them. See, that's good. Yeah, I do too. They're a little probably on the, you know, not adult, but. Well. <laughs> No shame. No shame. Reading is reading. I enjoyed them. Exactly. That's the last one. Very good. All right. The best dish that you cook? Lasagna. Oh. We know you're a good cook. Oh, I love lasagna. Post pictures of food. Sometimes I watch videos of stuff. And bread. I like to cook bread. Okay. So lasagna would have the bread with it. Yeah. I'm not a baker, though. And kids like it? My adult children do. Oh, the boys. The boys. Oh, that she has a big separation in her children. Yeah. Uh -huh. What are their ages now? Um, 24, 22, 10, and 8. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been a speed round question. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, here's another one. Okay. Do you have a secret talent? No. Oh. Everybody does. Everyone has something. Only Belinda Eaton can do that. <laughs> I have no idea. You think well, about it. I think you can shut people down because I think that people probably think we're not going to mess with Belinda Yeaton. You think? think so? Yeah. I don't oh, think that's any, good. Okay. That's, I don't think I'll anybody that feels that way about me. Um, her secret talent is when somebody calls her like on a Saturday in the afternoon uh -huh. and needs a registration, she's you like, okay, I'll meet you at town hall. I'm like, what? You're not getting paid to You're go a fixer. To You're a fixer. You are a good of mother. Problems. I'm a good fixer. Of everything yeah, you have. I'll and fix. sometimes those are really desperate yeah. cries on chatter. And that's on chatter, our, our social media And group. you don't ignore mm -hmm. it. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll meet you. And I've done that too. Yeah. I needed something notarized. <laughs> like Jake needed to go paintball. And then she's like, oh, oh I do remember. Oh, we can start home. I'm like, on a Sunday. Yeah, and when my daughter could not figure out how to get her absentee ballot because she's a first-time oh, she voter, so cute. you helped her too. Like you, you, you are a fixer. A first responder. Yeah. And I did get, I did get her ballot back by the way. Oh good! Yes. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad it's her first time voting. Yeah. Oh, favorite Halloween candy? Snickers. Ooh, I like the Snickers too. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll trade anything for a milk tot. So if I have Snickers, I'll drop them off. Really? Yeah. yeah. Milk tots are a little bit um, dangerous. Risky. Yeah, they'll rip you your, your teeth yeah. right out. Tooth right out, and all your dental work. I will remember that. Our last question is: We would like to know the first place you'll go after COVID. To bed. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it'll probably be to Florida to visit my parents. 
Oh, okay. how long yeah. have you? Well, they they were here, but we had to cancel our you know our yearly trip down there last year and, mm-hmm. or this year. So we'll so many there. cancellations. Yeah, and it's the kids were really looking forward to it, so we'll probably go there. Yeah, when we look back um, on this time in our lives, I mean, it's really been um, a game changer. About oh, yeah. it's so disruptive. Mm-hmm. A little invisible illness yep. has been so. Well, I guess we'll never take it for granted again that we could just jump on a plane and go visit our grandparents, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. any any relation that you want to see at this point. Like, they're talking about Thanksgiving. Like, do not mingle with your family, right? Mm-hmm. And Or we're going to see this giant spike going into Christmas, and it could roll us all back. And it's, it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, I mean, just even little things like right now, so we're all sitting here ma- masked. <laughs> like, normally, like, we're social creatures Mm -hmm. um something to drink a little something to nosh on you can't Mm -hmm. do the simplest the simplest community thing with your people i will say though our community is very healthy right now Mm -hmm. Um, most of the states are seeing huge increases in cases this week and vermont and new hampshire staying strong strong. good job yes good job everybody so keep it up keep it up all right Oh. Is that it? Last question? Do you have any questions for us? No, that was I just love listening to you guys. Yeah, it, it, it's just, oh. Now you're one of the interviewees. And so. I and I have to tell you that Molly listens from California to your um book you're reading when you read the kids' oh, books. Oh my story Be, times? Yes. And she says it is extremely therapeutic for her. Oh, so she sits that and listens makes to that. Me happy yeah. Because yeah, I never know. know if anyone's listening. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't know about the kids, but the adults are. <laughs> uh-huh. That's very kind, mm-hmm. Melinda. Yeah. Thank you. Well good luck to you Thank on you. election. Yeah. We'll and we'll see you rooting there. for you. We'll yes. see you at the polls. We'll be rooting for you. We'll bring treats to you. We'll keep you Coffee. strong. Mm-hmm. But first Halloween. <laughs> are you trick or treating? No. What are you gonna do? No. We're gonna we're gonna hang out at the house. The boys have had a cold, uh-huh. so we're gonna. That's a good decision. Do a, a scavenger hunt and a hay wagon and. We should sign the boys up for a trance for the cauldron. Great idea. What's a cauldron? Well, well we've I know got the three candy cauldrons out <laughs> front. We're raffling off three for Halloween, so we'll throw a let's throw Yeaton in, in there because you never know. they deserve yeah. to have uh-huh. to have a little yeah. fun, boys. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Another wonderful episode. Thank you for joining us today. And happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Halloween. We'll see you next month after the election. All right. It's going to be funny. Bye. Bye.